Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. And uh, I always enjoy in, uh, interviewing people who are creative. And at, at uh, Merck Enterprises, uh, they're a team of writers, designers, podcast producers, ad buyers, media relations specialists. And uh, basically, uh, they help people. Uh, they're on a mission. Let me put it this way. They're on a mission to save humanity by empowering the freedom to think, create, and manifest a fulfilling, prosperous, and abundant future. So my guest is Kurt Mercadante, and he's the founder of Merck Enterprises, and he's a branding expert, speaker, and business strategy. And uh, so I just welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Bill, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, and, and thanks for that, uh, that humbling inter- uh, introduction. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it, it's interesting what, what – uh, when so many people are just here to exist, and, and there's some of us uh, here, like yourself, who are here to help make a difference and help people make a difference. And so I love that, and I, I love to have that conversation with people. Tell me a little bit about you, Kurt, and your background and how you came to start uh, Merck Enterprises. Yeah, so I've been in – well, first and foremost, I'm a husband and I'm a father. Uh, we have four beautiful kids. We're actually in the process of selling our home this Monday. As we record this, we're hitting the road. We're going to be nomads for an indefinite period of time. And, and that's been kind of part of our, what I call our freedom journey over the past several years. Uh, but I, wow. I've been in public relations and advertising for about 25 years. And I've built three profitable businesses, including a seven figure PR and ad agency that Three years ago, I shut down at peak revenue because I was unfulfilled with it, and I was just done. And I really wanted to work with entrepreneurs, business owners, people who wanted to be entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, who are really the backbone of the economy and help them build their freedom businesses as well. Interesting. I like that term, freedom businesses, and I think a lot of our listeners are probably thinking, wow, how is he going to do that 25 years in business? Because that's something I sure want to do. I can't tell you how many business owners I talk, talk to, Kurt, who say, I see an RV go by and somebody heading out of town, and I think that's what I want to do. I want freedom back in my life. I want a business that doesn't run me, that I really run, or maybe I just want to you know, get out of it and go part-time. So tell us about your freedom journey. I think that's, that's interesting because uh, what you said was you, this, is, this is not a fluke. This is something you've been planning for a while. Tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, maybe when you started thinking, I really want, I want some of my life back, and uh, so I'm going to do something different with my life. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, 
I, I had my agency and I made really good money right off the bat. About four years into it, I was overwhelmed and frustrated. So I ended up, uh, you know, a big part of what I do is I work with uh, businesses to really focus on who's your ideal customer that you like working with, that you're passionate about working, that aren't pains in the neck. They're the growth clients you can really scale around. And I had built my business around a lot of clients that weren't <laughs> in that mold. I actually fired half my clients, raised my prices, and doubled my revenue the next year. So I scaled it. But I also, it just, just something wasn't there. And the way the people I was working with, the clients I was working with, et cetera, it just wasn't fulfilling. And it creeped back into, like you said, running me instead of me running the business. And I had probably uh, for about eight years anxiety attacks. I was about 55 pounds heavier than I am now. I was on a bunch of prescription drugs and anxiety drugs and stomach drugs and all these. And it just, I knew it was there, but I was in a comfort zone, right? And, and I call it a comfort zone of misery where you're not happy. You're going through those physical things. You know there's something more. The money makes it pretty darn comfortable. And mm-hmm. as a guy, right, I was doing what I was told I was supposed to do my whole life. Make money, take care of them, and get the, the house in the suburbs and the car and this and that and the other thing. So what did I have to feel bad about? And sometimes that comfort zone is more dangerous than kind of, you know, Henry David Thoreau called it a quiet desperation. Sometimes it's more dangerous than loud desperation because when it gets loud, you do what I did, which is you fight back. And you're like, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. But when it's quiet, mm-hmm. you can be there for dec- decades. Yeah, and uh, I, I think – to sum it up, you, you were successful from the outside in, but you didn't feel success. You didn't feel like you were successful from the inside out. Is that is that sum it up? Kind of. I mean, yeah. You especially with four kids. Now, how old are your children now? Yeah. So our daughter is our oldest. She's fourteen, and then our sons are uh, twelve, nine, and six. Okay. So you're not. Uh, you're not an empty nester by any means. You, you know you're you're taking the bull by the horns here and doing this when your kids are still are still young. Um, and you you also host something. I need to point this out: the Freedom Mindset Radio podcast. So is this something our listeners should be listening to to understand more about this particular topic? Because there is more I want to talk to you about about what your business does as well and branding and that kind of thing. But is the Freedom yeah. Mindset Radio podcast where you talk about this type of stuff? That's exactly right. And I I actually just recently also also launched a podcast called the Authority Brand Podcast that is specifically about branding and sales. Freedom Mindset Radio, we talk about health. I just had a a, a breathing expert on to help you learn how to breathe to lower stress, uh, those types of things, and building that that lifestyle where uh, everything's in alignment, your relationships, your self-care, and your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, again, um, uh, this is a topic – that so many of, of my listeners want to know more about, about what is it going to be like when I get myself free from my business, if I can imagine that. And so I think that's a very interesting topic. Now, just a, just one more question about that. What are your, you say you're going to be a nomad. What, it doesn't sound like you do anything unintentionally. What, what are you, what's your plan? <laughs> well, you know, when we woke up on New Year's Eve, or New, uh, sorry, New Year's Day 2020, like most people, this year has turned out a little bit differently than just about every human <laughs> on the globe. Proud of yeah, right. And right. We've, we've been traveling more and more over the past several years. And it, it kind of when you travel, especially with kids, you, you grow and you get used to it. 
and, and you want more. And you realize, wow, we can spend six months in Europe and be fine and, and survive and live. And by the way, continue to grow my business. And, you know, I put together a process that allows me to do that. And so our plan was actually to do this maybe around January of next year and then travel. We were actually talking about six months in New Zealand with some friends, things like that. Well, COVID hit. That's out the window. Uh, uh, you know, we didn't yep. know travel and all that. So, but then in June, July, we were like, you know what, why not? Let's just travel, but let's travel within the United States. And when the borders open up, then we're ready to go. And we've homeschooled our kids since the very beginning. So our daughter's mm-hmm. 14, so 14 years. So a lot of their stuff that we do now, we're mm-hmm. very active homeschoolers at museums or out with groups, co-op groups and everything. You know, a lot of those aren't happening. A lot of people say, oh, you're used to this. It's like we're actually used to being much more active. And so we're like, you know what? Those things aren't happening. Let's hit the road. So we're on Monday, we're heading up to the uh, mountains in North Georgia for six weeks. After that, who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, you know, like you said, uh, a lot of people have been preparing for a situation like COVID, not knowing it was coming, of course, but, you know, becoming more and more unplugged from having to go to a physical space, running their businesses more like from a dashboard approach. So uh, let's talk a, a little bit about uh, um, the the branding side of the business. Uh, I, I want to get that in as well. And we have about 10 minutes left. Yeah. So you talk about something called an authority brand. What other types of brand are there and what's the difference? Yeah. So I, I like to differentiate between authority brand which, and a commodity brand, which, uh, you know, I posted about a couple of weeks ago and uh, sports marketing legend Brandon Steiner, who I'm friends with, commented on my LinkedIn post and said, I like to ask people, if you were going to be a hotel, what type of hotel do you want to be? You know, do you want to be the no-tell motel on the side of the road that charges hourly, or hourly rates, you know, or mm-hmm. do you want to mm-hmm. be a luxury hotel? And I really think that's such a wonderful way of breaking it down. Do you want to be treated like a vendor and get paid vendor prices? Or do you want to be a trusted advisor that when a pandemic hits or the economy goes south, you're the last one to go because they need you there. Very good. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I think uh, I can get that picture very easily. And I work with a lot of clients that have trouble with that. They might have two or three brands under one roof and and they confuse the marketplace somewhat. Uh, What are the four pillars of building an authority brand? Yeah, so the first one is attention, but that's where most people start, but unfortunately stop. That's all about eyeballs. It's all about getting attention. It's all about just blasting stuff out. And I'm going to do a pay-per-click campaign. I'm going to buy ads, and I can get cheap ads on Facebook, and I'm going to do this. And the attention, we all get, as humans, right now, the average is between like four and 10,000 ad impressions hit our brains every day. Now, that doesn't include tweets, Facebook messages, calls, podcasts, notifications, all that, right? So there's a lot of competition for attention. So we talk about attention first because it's the most obvious. We actually work on it last with our clients. The second, we, go, we start with the second pillar, which is accuracy, which means the right client. Aggressively, radically, clearly identifying who that ideal client is that's going to treat you like a trusted advisor, that's going to pay you what you're worth, going to value you. They're not going to be paying the neck. They're not going to doubt everything you do. Because if you build your clients around or your business around clients who aren't those ideal clients, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, and we, have an, we had an Asian carp problem where they come up the Mississippi River and then the Illinois River, and then they infect the Great Lakes, right? That's what happens mm-hmm. if you have too many of those Asian carp clients and not ideal clients, right? 
it's easier to mm-hmm. catch them because they jump right into your net, but you really got to focus on those smaller fish that are the, 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 the more specific fish that are going to help you scale your company. So accuracy is the second. The third is alignment, aligning what you do with more importantly, the impact your clients get. So many business owners want to kind of verbally vomit the how and their process and their pa- how passionate they are and their bells and their whistles and how smart they are and their now all that first. No, the clients, they don't really care about you. They may have empathy for you as a human being, but if they're going to give you value, they want to know the impact that they're going to have in return. So you got to align, mm-hmm. alignment, align what you do with the impact you provide. And then the, the, the fourth pillar is authenticity. When you show up day after day, consistently, truthfully, factually, maybe pair it with third-party credibility, you build that consistency. And based on all that, you then look at how you're going to get the right attention from the right clients with the right me- uh, message. Then and only then do you look at the tools and the techniques. You know, Right now, a lot of people want to start with the shiny objects and what's my Facebook strategy, what's my Twitter strategy. Before you really get there, build that strong foundation with those pillars and then look the best way to reach the right clients with the right message. Well, excellent. You made it simple. The four A is attention, accuracy, alignment, and authenticity. Uh, Certainly makes a lot of sense. What's one of the uh, first places you start with an entrepreneur or business owner who wants to build his or her authority brand? It sounds like a, a, a tremendous project. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, and I work, you know, one-on-one and then I have a boot camp. I actually just had a boot camp session before this and we start with accuracy. We start with really identifying those ideal clients because the, for new businesses, but even for, I had someone in the uh, recruitment and staffing industry call me last week and he had had a company for 12 years, but he wanted to take it to the next level. And he had worked with a number of folks in the skilled nursing facility industry. So not a small industry. And he said, should I really niche in there? Should I become the skilled nursing facility recruiter and staffer? And I said, absolutely. It's not like it's not a growing industry. Everyone's getting older, right? Right. But he was scared. He was terrified to do it because it's easier to go with the huge net and just catch everything and catch those Asian carp. But I said, if you become the skilled nursing facility guy, the go-to guy, and you are the authority guess what? You're going to get more of the clients who are going to pay you what you work. They're going to know who you are. You build your brand. And then you have the freedom. If a manufacturing company comes to you, you can say, I want to work with you or I don't want to work with you. But instead of feeling like you have to for cash flow, you actually have the freedom to make the choice. Um, so we get really, uh, I have uh, five pages of questions <laughs> that I go through with my clients to help them identify their ideal client. I mean, we get into, are they church going? You know, are they, uh, are, they, uh, are they conservative? Are they liberal? What, what podcasts do they listen to? And I have one client who said, why would I need to know that? I said, well, I don't know. And it turns out his ideal client are women, late 50s, early 60s, who are divorced and Jewish. And mm. that's just the way it was, the data connected to that. So now you can reverse engineer it and kind of figure out why. He's an elite personal trainer. Um, and there's certainly, re- you know, the region he works in, et cetera. But if you don't know, then you don't know, and you can't really cast the net where those ideal clients are. Yeah, you bring back uh, – I knew someone in the financial services business, and he said – he's very successful now. He says, when I started, I was in the IRA business. And I said, oh, you mean you wrote um, like um, in individual retirement accounts? He goes, no, I meant <laughs> yeah. all right anything, all right anything. So he says, I, I, was, I would work with anybody – 
who called anybody who came along and and he became very specialized over the years it became very successful and i imagine that's the same whether you're in a medical practice or in a business where you're trying to really create the uh your brand within a specific niche and i guess that's probably i'm going to ask you this next question that's probably one of the biggest things that's changed over the last 25 years what what else has changed over your last 25 years of experience you know the tools have changed and what's really changed is the inclination to think in terms of the tools but i always like to say that the quality of ernest hemingway's novels wasn't determined by his typewriter and when you really look at it that way twitter linkedin facebook we have these incredible means to deliver the message but they can't determine the message and you have to guide them right the tail can't wag the dog but often we want the easy button because there's vendors out there pitching, build a funnel. I do Facebook ads, you know, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's a, a wonderful social network, but there's a lot of people on there selling video views, but they call themselves branding strategists or sales strategists. Like, no, you're a video vendor. And by the way, that's great for so many people and you do a great job, but it's garbage in garbage out. You know, if you put a garbage message in the machine and aim it at the wrong clients, doesn't really matter. So one of the biggest tendencies, I remember a client from my agency, it was a very large trade association. I remember sitting down and she said, what's our Google Plus strategy? This is when Google Plus came, and it's not even a thing anymore. And I said, right. well, Google Plus is not a strategy. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> um, but shiny object syndrome has increased and the business principles that existed and sales and branding principles that existed 25 years ago still exists now and will exist 25 years now, you know, the tools are different, but it goes back to relationships and communicating impact and that will never change. The basic underlying principles that you, especially that you mentioned before, the attention, accuracy, alignment, and authenticity remain, but how you, how your tool sheds changed. You're, uh, it's as if you went out to your, your gardening tool shed and found how, wow, there's about 50 new tools that I didn't know I had before. How, how do these work? What do I use these for? Uh, does that kind of sum it up? Absolutely. And some of them go away. Like uh, I work with a lot of financial advisors who all of a sudden their whole thing was networking meetings. Well, went away in March. So now they don't know what to do. And like, well, apply yep. the same principles of relationship building to LinkedIn or mm -hmm. some other tool or the phone. Believe it or not, I use the phone a lot. We coach, you know, phone scripting. Um, you know, use the tools you have, but they may not be the tools that are here five years, so you can't build everything around a single tool. Kurt, let's sum it up. What's uh, one piece of advice you could give our listeners right now about building their authority brand? Realize that every business started out as a thought, and that thought turned into an idea. Your business is the manifestation of that idea. And it's within those ideas that lie your authority because they're your ideas for how you can improve the life of someone else, which is what a business is all about. So if you have that confidence in that and know your unique authority, you could line up 10 competitors with the same or very similar product or service, but your ideas for how you're going to deliver it, how you're going to improve that customer's life is far different from those other nine people. So you're the X factor. And that's why that authority lies within you and your ideas. Kurt, we covered a lot of ground today, just like you're getting ready to cover a lot of ground. Um, and it's, uh, yes. it was really great to, great to talk with you. I really enjoyed having you on the show and, and hope you'll come back at some point soon. Uh, the website is 
Merck Enterprises, and I'll, I'll spell that out for you listeners, M-E-R-C dot Enterprises. And it's a great website, a lot of great information there, including how to listen to the podcast and uh, learn more about the branding agency and everything. So is there any other uh, information you'd like our, our listeners to focus on when they get there? Yeah, I got some free goodies too as well. If, if your listeners take out their smartphone right now and text the word Youthority, Y-O-U-Thority, to the number 55678, there's three free webinars about building an authority brand, leveling up on LinkedIn. You could subscribe to my podcast. It's a one-stop shop of free goodies, and that's the word authority, and you text that to the number 55678. Terrific. Terrific. Well, thank you so much. Uh, happy trails and safe trails to you and your family, and uh, I hope uh, you'll check in again sometime soon and uh, let us know how everything's going. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Bill. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.